Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 Support Call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 Pacific Time, 7.40 if you're in Mountain Time, 8.40 in Texas Time, and 9.40 in Michigan and East Coast Time. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on Sound, S-O-U-N-D, Cloud, C-L-O-U-D. Put in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S. And TR90, these calls will pop up. They are archived more than nine years back. Um, some of the more recent ones have not only who the host is, but also what the topic, as well as um, the date, so that you can, if you're looking for a particular one, you can access it a little more easily. With that being said, if you... Um, get your podcast through a different podcast service. If you put in Frank, Lomas, and TR90, the calls could well pop up as well, or they might pop up under Solutions, the digit for anti-aging, all scrunched together. And uh, he says that he's been seeing them popping up elsewhere. I want to do a big shout-out to both Brian Curry and to Frank Lomas, both for helping us record get calls recorded, but also getting them posted onto SoundCloud so that we have access to the archive of all this wonderful information that everyone shares with us. For those of you that don't know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon. I come to you with an education background, but um, have been with the TR90 program since it started because when it came on, it was the first thing that really worked for me, and I was just ecstatic that it did. Uh, I was able to lose 20 body inches even though I did not weigh an ounce. So if you're looking at the scales and not seeing it budge, it is still working. That's part of the reason we encourage you to make sure that you're taking those measurements every month or so so that you have an idea of what's actually transforming on your body. So with that being said, um, the scales only give you the way only gives you part of the thing if you have the uh, part of the story if you have like an Omron scale or one of the Weight Watchers ones or there's several other scales out there that do body fat as well as the actual weight those give you a more accurate picture and that's the reason why those types of scales have been suggested to use when you're actually weighing yourself so that you can see what your percentage of body fat is so with that being said, that TR90 program is one really good lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day when you're first starting out, taking those supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal, if at all possible. Um, for me, the supplements were the key because I was doing the exercise, I was doing the eating well, I was eating plenty of veggies, and that was that actually helped flip some switches in the mitochondria to make my body actually work better. So I highly encourage you, if you can, take them 15 to 20 minutes before a meal, do that. If not, take them with your meal, because I had to do that as well. Um, being a teacher and never at, and a substitute teacher at that and never knowing when lunch was, I couldn't take it 15 to 20 minutes before a meal. So... I ended up taking at least the noontime one with my meal, and that really did make a huge difference. 
So you're taking your supplements. You are getting 30 grams of protein at at least three of your meals. If you're a larger person, you might want to increase the number of grams of protein, that, clean protein that you're getting. Um, or you might need to add a fourth meal with that 30 grams of protein in it to help see some results. Seven to nine hours of rest daily is also really important. The better quality rest um, helps your body do a whole bunch of what I call some resets while you're sleeping, which is really important. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables daily. Again, that's another one of those key things that helps keep um, get you fiber, micronutrients, macronutrients, and, and it's just overall better for your overall lifestyle. 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. And if you're like Frank and his wife, Jen, they are, they are well over 1,300 and 30 days of hashtag no days off doing that 30 minutes of exercise. They took a 30-day challenge here about a couple of years back, and lo and behold, this is where they're at. So they've been keeping that up, doing some form of exercise. That is another crucial part of this uh, TR90 lifestyle. And like Frank says, once you get a good habit going, you don't want to lose it. So you just keep at it. So staying hydrated. So that is making sure that you're drinking at least one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So, for instance, you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking a minimum of 50 ounces of water daily. Water is your optimum, but you can be drinking some teas and fruit juices as well and some clear broths. Just realize that there are some trade-offs when you start start swapping out the water for some of those other fluids. Because that hydration is really important. It helps clear toxins out of your cells. And it does a whole bunch of other things as well as moving nutrients around, um, reduces headaches, lots, lots and lots of different things. Many times if you think you're hungry, it's actually dehydration starting to set in. So that's always a good time to sit down and drink eight ounces of water and see if that's really what it is or if you're really hungry. So I am sharing some information I was going to share with you yesterday until I realized I couldn't find my book, which is called Fat Chance, Beating the Odds Against Sugar, Processed Food, Obesity, and Disease. This was written by Robert H. Lustig, MD, MSL. And uh, I told you last week that um, fiber was half of the antidote. Exercise is the other half of the antidote. So Jack LaLanne passed away in January of 2011 at the ripe old age of 96. The, quote, father of modern exercise, he adopted a healthy lifestyle at age 15 and practiced what he preached until the day of his death, before his death. He had it right. Exercise is the key to optimum health, but not everyone benefits equally. Jim Fix, and Fix is spelled F-I-X-X, one of the pioneer American runners and author of the complete book of running, bit the bullet at age 52. 
maybe Fix died for his first 35 years of that lifestyle choices before he took up running. He smoked two packs per day, weighed 240 pounds. How about Arthur Ashe? Premier tennis player had a heart attack at the age of 36. Or maybe exercise can't reverse a lifetime of indiscretion. Maybe genetic factors play a role. Or maybe exercise has different benefits in different people. Either way, expecting that exercise will let you live longer is very different from expecting that exercise will help you lose weight. Jack Lulane didn't gain an ounce or didn't gain a pound all those years on TV. That was because he ate properly. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing bad about exercise, although it may not provide all the effects you expect. Exercise is the single best thing you can do for yourself. It's the way more important than dieting and easier to do. Exercise works on so many levels, except one, your weight. If a calorie is a calorie one uh, and one ingested equals one burned, then exercise should cause weight loss. And doing a lot of exercise, even if you keep eating the same foods, should make you shed some serious poundage. But it doesn't. The calories you eat or drink may have a positive effect on your weight. But the energy you burn doesn't do the opposite. There is not one study that demonstrates that exercise alone significantly causes significant weight loss. And a meta-analysis designed to access significance over many studies at once proved it. Modern exercise resulted in a weight loss of 2.2 pounds and vigorous exercise in a loss of 3.5 pounds. Given our current obesity epidemic, that just ain't gonna cut it. It, as an example, a friend of mine, and this is Dr. Lustig talking, decided to clear her post-baby muffin top by initiating a moderate to vigorous exercise program. Twelve weeks later, she was up five pounds. She felt better, but her muffin top hadn't changed. She asked me what she was doing wrong. Nothing, I told her. She was doing just fine and was likely much healthier than at the outset. Her waist would be smaller, but the muffin top was subcutaneous fat. She could still pinch the inch. She got into her pre-pregnancy genes anyway. Burning a pound of fat liberates 2,500 calories, so it had always been assumed that you can lose one pound by eating 2,500 calories less or exercising 2,500 calories more. However, a recent scientific analysis shows that shows the fallacy of expecting increased energy expenditure to promote weight loss. As people lose weight, their energy intake had to drop even further to keep the weight loss going. On average, obese people had to eat 3,977 calories less to burn off one pound of fat. So you can see that trying to burn off weight with exercise is extremely difficult. 
if not downright impossible. A second reason that exercise doesn't cause weight loss is that when you exercise, you build muscle. That's good for your health, but it doesn't reduce your weight. If anything, it's the studying an event as complex as obesity means looking at the entire gamut of behaviors because in the real world, none of them occur in isolation and all of them are driven by biochemistry. Guaranteed, if you hold food intake constant and then institute vigorous activity, some weight loss will follow, but not much. That's why every exercise plan promotes good nutrition, and that's why so many weight loss programs want to sell you their food. But it's the biochemistry that drives the behavior. Oh, you say to me, I know people who join the armed forces and they lose a lot of weight. Wrestlers do it all the time. NFL linemen show up in training camp overweight and out of shape. And by the end of exhibition season, they're back at playing weight. This is the fact that perpetrates the myth or perpetuates the myth. Anyone can lose weight if his or her environment has changed. Boot camp, in quotations, is a secluded and controlled environment. Every aspect of your daily regime, from food to exercise to sleep, is regulated. The trick is to change behavior while in your routine environment. Don't bet the ranch, as we learned. Behavior is a result of biochemistry, and biochemistry is a result of environment. Even the contestants on The Biggest Loser get a personal trainer and a chef to control their environment. But in a free-range situation in which general populace finds itself, energy intake will rise to meet energy expenditure to maintain the same level of adiposity. And in the majority of obese people, we know why. Leptin. Again. To explain the energy expenditure, we're going to assume a 2,000-calorie intake and a 2,000-calorie output for the average person. And this value comes both from the observation of the Harris-Benedict equation and a guesstimate used by dietitians to generate dietary plans for individual patients. Everyone equates energy expenditure with exercise. Your aerobic instructor will yell at you, feel the burn. Burning, it means burning it. In point of fact, physical activity is the minority of energy expenditure, accounting for anywhere from 5%, the ultimate couch potato, to about at about 100 calories, to 35%, the gym rat, at about 700 calories of total energy expenditure based on the level and degree of activity. While physical activity may not account for the largest percentage of energy expenditure, it is the only component that will improve your health, and the more you do it, the better. There are two other components, and it may seem hard to believe, but the largest percentage of your calories is burned while sleeping and watching TV. But this does not mean that you should increase your hours on Facebook or on 
World of Warcraft, Resting Energy Expenditure, or REE, the energy you burn while lying, lying on the couch, accounts for about 60% or 1,200 calories per day of total expenditure. is dependent on your size, and it usually ex- is usually excluded from concern. Lastly, a process called the thermic effect of food, or the TEF, the energy you burn to absorb, digest, and metabolize the food you eat, accounts for about 10% or 200 calories. While it's true that for the most part, the REE and the TEF are not easy to change in most people, it should be noted that some patients with obesity exhibit problems with each, and there are some tricks to increase the REE to a lesser extent and the lesser extent, the TEF, and we'll be going over those at some point. So we're going to get into resting energy expenditure on Thursday. With that being said, I'm going to take us off mute so we can say goodbye to each other. So this is really going into the scientific reason why we should be exercising and the importance of it. This is Susan Mann for November 7th, 2021, signing out. And I'm going to take us off mute so we can say goodbye to each other. So there we have it, friends. We need to be thinking about how we're burning those calories and what calories it is that we're actually burning. And tomorrow we'll have Frank up, and I'll be back on Thursday and sharing more information out of this particular book. I know it's pretty dense, but it really lays some foundation. Thank you. Tracking data is always helpful. Yes, it is. Have a great day. You too. Okay. Don't forget Bye. at the top of the hour, if you're looking to build that new skin business, you can hop over to Facebook and see all the lies. <laughs> Take care, one and all. Okay, good.